Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. We pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. Good morning, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us at Apostolic Lighthouse of Norwalk this morning. I'm so glad that you made a decision to have church with us this morning. And I'll tell you what, I woke up this morning, I was so excited, I got up early, the sun was shining, and I was like, let's have church today. So I already feel the presence of God, woke up feeling the presence of God, and I'm just ready to let's just worship him today. And I just have a very exciting testimony that I just want to share with you all real quick before we begin. But once again, as you guys know, I say it all the time, God continues to blow my mind. Every day that I live, he's really quite amazing. So this last week, um, actually, I guess it was last weekend on Friday, if I remember correctly, or Saturday, uh, Randy was down here at the church working, and um, you know that we had a sprinkler system put in. So he was down here seeding the grass and filling in the trenches where they had laid the pipe for the sprinkler system. And as he was laying this uh, dirt and the seeds into these trenches, he would water the grass so that, you know, the dirt would kind of settle. Well, he said that as he was down here... um, And he would do it in in different sections. So as he would complete a section, he'd water it and move on to the next. So he said he looked over towards where the water um, system is connected to the church, and he saw this glistening. And so he thought, hmm, that's, that's interesting. Like, what is that, a mirage? What is that? So he goes over there, thank you, Jesus, and as he goes, he hears a rushing sound of water. Well... Wouldn't you know, the water main underneath the church busted. And so it was already flooding and filling up with water, so he had to stick his arm down in the water, try to feel for the shutoff valve to turn the water off um, to the church. So anyway, um, then he called the plumber to come, you know, to make an appointment to come, and the plumber said, well, I really can't come until Monday morning, so of course we had to cancel service last week, even though we were still able at that time to have service in-house, and um, so service is canceled, we have no water, the water shut off to the church. So then he calls me, and Randy is a creature of habit. He likes everything to go according to plan, and believe me, when it comes to the things of God, nobody better mess with that part of his life. So he was quite bothered by the fact that we would not be able to have service last Sunday due to the water shutoff. And I just said, you know what? It's okay. It's okay. You know why? Because when you trust God with every aspect of your life, I don't care if something looks bad to you. Trust him. Trust him through the process. There's a reason for everything. So as we discussed it, we knew that we had already had the copper piping replaced from the street to the church. And so we knew that underneath the church, all those pipes were probably rotten anyway, because it's been like, what, 1962 or something, and all corroded. So 
I said, you know what, let's not just fix that pipe um, because they're gonna come and connect it and now with the sprinkler system, it's gonna be pressurized more. So I said, let's just take this opportunity and go ahead and get the church repiped. So thank you, Jesus, for his blessings. We were able to go ahead and repipe the entire church this last week. And thank God for some wonderful plumbers that we were referred to that actually do repiping. They were able to come. And thank you, Jesus, the whole church has brand new pipes now. But I said all that to say this, that right now a lot of people are going, well, we all are. We're going through uncertain times. But you know what? Where we mess up is when we start getting our eyes on the problem instead of the solution to the problem. So Jesus is the solution to every single thing that you face in your life. So just keep your focus on him. And man, it will make your life so much easier. I have personally quit watching the news. I have disconnected from people on social media that live in what's going on in the world because uh, I can't hang with that. It's like, no, I choose to surround myself with positive people. The other thing is, is I know who my source is. I know where my strength comes from. I know where my provision comes from. It doesn't come from anybody but straight from God. And you know what? He has never once failed me, so I have no reason to doubt. He's my healer. He's my comforter. He's my everything. And I'm just so thankful that God was watching over his house. This is his house. This isn't our house. It's God's house. He was watching and caring for his house. Now, here's the kicker, you guys. Guess when the sprinkler system is set to come on? 4 a.m. 4 a.m. Can you imagine, had, had Randy not been here down here doing what he was doing, turning the water on and off, watering the grass, the sections that he was planting, that sprinkler system would have went off at 4 a.m., and we would have got a phone call from a neighbor saying, your church is flooded. But again, God is so good. And you could have looked at that and said, oh, that's so terrible. The pipe broke, and it's going to cost so much money to fix it, all that kind of stuff. Oh, no, 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 no. What are you thinking? It's God's church. He's the keeper of the house. And he's the keeper of the people in the house. Thank you, Jesus. So you guys ready to have church? Let's do this for God. Amen. If you have your Bibles, we're opening to the book of Acts, chapter number three. The book of Acts, chapter number three, and verse one. Now, Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. And a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple, who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked an alms. And Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, Look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. 
And he leaping up stood and walked and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. Amen. I want to preach this morning on the subject, such as I have, such as I have. Amen. Folks, people in this world are looking for something more. They are looking for something to bring them hope, something to lift them up above the shadows that they're living in, something that is real and lasting, something to give them purpose and clear direction in their lives. And that something cannot be found, amen, in this world for, for, as the source. It comes from another world. It comes from a heavenly place. It comes from the God who created us and wants us to live our lives to the fullest according to the plan he laid out for us long before we were ever born. And if you think about that for a second, that'll blow your mind, amen, to those of of us who have had the eyes of our understanding enlightened, to those of us who have tasted of the heavenly gift, to those of us who have made, been made partakers of the Holy Ghost, to those of us who have tasted the good word of God and the powers of the world to come, to those of us, amen, that have experienced these things, have been given a great responsibility to share these things with those around us. Sometimes, however, we are reluctant to share with others. Maybe we don't think they'll listen. Amen. Maybe they don't, we don't think they want what we have. Maybe we don't feel worthy enough or adequate enough to be used by God. But what we must understand is that God uses ordinary people in ordinary things extraordinarily. Amen. It's not about our worthiness. It's about allowing God's will to be done in our lives. It's not about our abilities or strengths. It's about His power working through us for His glory. Amen. When God appeared to Moses in the burning bush, Amen. He was 80 years old. He called him to be the deliverer of the children of Israel who were enslaved for 400 years in Egyptian bondage. Amen. As soon as God spoke to him about that, Moses became very apprehensive. Moses became very nervous and fearful. He felt inadequate for the job. Moses said, Amen. Who am I that Pharaoh will listen to me? He also said, they will never believe me, and they will not listen to me. Amen. He also said, I am not eloquent. I am slow of speech and slow of tongue. And with every excuse, God came back with a reason why it was going to work. It wasn't because, and these things might all be true. Amen. But God came back and said, I will be with you. I will be give you words to put in your mouth. I will back you up. Amen. You preach the word, and I'll confirm the word word with signs and wonders amen amen then God asked Moses what's in your hand he said my old trusty shepherd's staff my rod amen I've been using this for a long time it's my favorite I've had it for years amen praise God that's what I got in my hand that staff served Moses well for a long time. But God was about to show him that he would transform an ordinary shepherd's staff into a miracle working instrument if it would be completely surrendered to him. Amen. Hallelujah. He said, Moses, 
You do what I asked you to do with that staff. Amen. And you believe it's going to happen. And you're going to see great things happen. Praise God. You're going to see the glory of God. You're going to be amazed. And what was previously an ordinary shepherd staff became a mighty instrument when it was completely surrendered to God. It turned into a serpent. It turned the waters of the Nile River into blood. It parted the Red Sea. And it even caused water to come from a rock. Can I ask you a question this morning? Is what you have in your possession completely surrendered to God? Amen. If, it, if you will do that, you're going to see God use ordinary things that you might have discounted, that you might have dismissed, and you might have took off the table and thought it wasn't that big a deal. God will use those things if you'll give them to God. Amen. Never underestimate God's ability to greatly use even the most seemingly insignificant things you possess. Don't rule anything out because you never know what you have that God wants to use to help reach people and declare his awesome power and glory. See, the miraculous feeding of the multitude in the New Testament is recorded in all four Gospels. Mark's version of the glory of the story has Jesus telling the disciples, Give the people something to eat. Because they said, you know, Lord, they've been here a long time. Why don't you dismiss them? Let them go into neighboring towns and let them do what they need to do. He said, you give them something to eat. Amen. John's version has Philip responding to that, that saying that not even 200 days wages would be sufficient for them that everyone would even have a little bit of food. That's how many people there was. 5,000 men not including women and children. Jesus then asked the disciples a question. How many loaves do you have? Amen. Moses, what do you got in your hand? Disciples, what do we got to work with here? Amen. I know God can make something out of nothing. I know God calls those things that be not as though they were, as though they are. Amen. But God also likes to see, amen, what we have and what we will recognize and put it in his hand and see what he can do with it. Praise the Lord. What do you have? How many loaves? Amen. They told him they had five loaves and two fishes. And by reading the other accounts and the other gospels, we find out that those, uh, amen, weren't big loaves and big fishes. Uh, they weren't, you know, 50, you know, 50 or 100 pound red snappers uh, and big old loaves of bread six foot long. No, they were a little boy's lunch. Amen. And in John's account, one of the disciples discounted this boy's lunch as a solution to the situation and was incredulous as to anybody even bringing it up. Amen. When he said in John chapter 6, verse 9, there is a lad here which hath five barley loaves and two small fishes, but what are they among so many? Amen. We got to quit analyzing things. We got to quit measuring things. Amen. And try Trying to outthink God and just say, God is asking, what do you got? He didn't say how much, how big, if you thought it was enough. He just wanted to know, what do you got? And let me do the miracles. Amen. 
Amen. Such as I have. Such as I have. What do you got? Give it to God. We need to realize that whatever we have can be multiplied. Amen. And mightily used by God when it's put in his hands in complete surrender. He will greatly multiply it. Freely you have received. Now freely give. Amen. Praise God. You know, talk, you know when, I, when I think about the story we read in our opening text in Acts chapter 3. We see that there was a man that was born lame and from his mother's womb. And every day his routine was somebody carried him to a particular gate of the temple. Amen. That he would beg for money to try to scrape together a living, get enough food to live and survive. And that was his living. Amen. That's what he expected every day. He, he probably, I don't know if he was expecting to walk or what was going on. But that's what he expected. He just rattled his little cup and he was hoping for a few coins every day. Amen. But you know what? Such as I have. Praise God. Such as I have. Such as I have. Amen. Peter and John looked at him and Peter said, Amen. Look upon us. Hallelujah. And he said, Silver and gold I don't have. But what I do have, it's more important than that. Amen. Anybody that's walking through this gate can give you a couple of coins and they've been doing it all your life but I have something to lift you up I have something to make your life better I've got something to change you such as I have give I unto thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth rise up and walk amen I might not have a lot of things but what I do have from God I need to share with those around me I might not have a lot of things, but when it comes to people that are hurting, people that are hungry, people that are searching, people that are sick, people that are dissatisfied, people that are downtrodden, I have something to offer them as a child of God. I have something to give them. I have something to tell them. I can pray for them. I can fast for them. I can share God's amazing word with them. Amen. If your family members are sick, then you lay your hands on them in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, Pastor, we're not, we can't come to church right now. And, and, you know, we really need you to be laying our hands on us. You don't need me to lay hands on. Amen. Are you a believer in Jesus? Amen. Are you born again of the water and spirit? Amen. Are you a child of God? Hallelujah. Amen. These signs shall follow them to believe. In my name they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Amen. He didn't say just the preachers and just the ministers and just the people that really know what they're doing. Just the faith healers. No. He said every single believer in me. Amen. Can lay hands on somebody in faith in Jesus name. That's what I'm telling you. Such as you have, do it. Amen. Reach out to people around you. It's time for every Christian to realize who they are, to realize what they have. Amen. And in this world, praise God, it's going the direction it's going. Amen. We are going to go against the grain. We are going to go against the flow. And we are going to shine bright and let people see the glory of God and the possibilities that wait for them if they will give their lives to God. Amen. Amen. He said they shall recover. 
when you lay hands on. Praise God. That means they will be well. That yes. means they will be healed. Yes. Amen. Let me name. tell you about recovery. Praise God. Don't let that verse, amen, throw you off when you pray for somebody and then they are still sick. Amen. And they don't, they don't even feel an ounce better. I'll tell you a little story. One time when I was youth pastor at the church I used to go to in Bellflower, we had a Monday night meeting. Amen. That the youth would get together and we'd have prayer and devotion and just a, just a, 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 another night to really get closer to God. And one of the girls came up and said, I've got a, a splitting migraine headache and it's killing me. Would you pray for me? I laid hands on and I prayed in the name of Jesus. And normally I would just, you know, go about my business and do because we were in a little prayer time right then. Amen. But something just told me to ask her, hey, do you feel any better? She said, nope, I don't feel any better. I said, let's pray again and I prayed again in the name of Jesus amen and I said how do you feel now she goes I feel it's lifting I feel it's going away amen let me tell you about recovery it's not instantaneous every time we're always expecting instantaneous healing and that's a good thing to expect but let me tell you something recovery amen can start immediately and then an hour later to the next day you see amen the fever's broken they're woken they're up and eating and everything's fine Yes, amen. Believe God for instantaneous healing, but also know that recovery it means to men to recuperate, to rally, to snap back. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. People are expecting to receive something from us, but what they don't realize is that that what we have that the something that we have is much better than we were expecting. The lame man, when Pete, when Peter and John said, "Look on us." He thought he was going to get a nice little chunk of coin. He was expecting to receive something from them, some, some coins. Amen. Praise God. But we have much better than what people are expecting. Anybody can give somebody money. Anybody can give somebody a pat on the back. Anybody can tell someone, hang in there, I hope everything gets better. Anybody can tell, well, I hope it works out for you. But too often what people want is not what they really need. We have what people need, amen. And if you're wondering what you can do at a time like this. If you're wondering, boy, we're, you know, we got the stay-at-home thing. We can't really get out like we normally can. It's restricted here and there and all that stuff. Amen. I'll tell you what you can do. You can pray. Yes. You can fast. Yes. You can get in the Word. Yes. You, can, yes. you can encourage your family, those yes. in your household. Yes. And, you, and you, you'll see your neighbors and you wave at them and you can talk to them. Amen. you got to go to the store sometime. Amen. And everybody you come in contact with, be positive. Yes. Tell them it's going to be okay. Yes. Amen. Because God... Yes. Has it under control. And such as you have, give unto them. Amen. Amen. How can I make a difference? Such as I have. Such as you have. We have what they need. Let's give them what they need. Give them Jesus. Give them Jesus. Hallelujah. Matthew 5 verse 14. Ye are the light of the world. Verse 16, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Amen. Praise God. It's time to shine bright for Jesus. It's time, amen, hallelujah, to shine like never before. 
I know that even the people of God are being affected by this. I know that even the people of God, some of them are getting sick also. I know that, praise God. But that doesn't mean that we don't have a hope beyond this veil of tears. We've got a hope beyond this world, praise God. And it's Jesus Christ. And it should keep us hopping. It should keep us with joy. It should keep us encouraged, amen. You got the Lord. You got the church. You got the family of God. God, everything God has given you. And just remember through it all, everything we do, everything we have from God, it's from the Lord. And we do for His glory. Amen. Praise God. He gets all the credit and He gets all the praise. Thank you, Jesus. What an incredible message. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast, and may God bless you.